Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, using animals and training them for military purposes. Sit back and relax, and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. So, this is a topic that I just kind of stumbled on today. Um, it does have some relatively recent news. Oddly enough, you don't find it in the science sections of uh, most uh, mainstream media outlets. You find it in the military tech sections. Um, this is a very unusual topic, and it is a topic that actually has quite a lot of history. Uh, goes back quite some time. Uh, you can go back all the way into uh, ancient times, uh, thousands of years BC, uh, and you run into situations where horses were used in battle, camels were used in battle, uh, other animals were used for various purposes, the whole idea of carrier pigeons from World War One and World War Two, and other world wars before then. And now we are looking at ways of using other types of animals that we know have some intelligence and are trainable for military uh, purposes. Uh, as uh, the uh, article that I'm reading now uh, mentions, uh, that was written by uh, a Fox News reporter of all places. Uh, this is where it's shown up. Uh, apparently truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, and so I'm going to talk about some of the examples that are there and why they actually work the way that they do. So late last month, apparently, there were some reports that came out of U.S. intelligence that Russia had sent so-called military dolphins to the area uh, <clears throat> uh, near Syria in terms of uh, a naval base that's on the Mediterranean Sea or close to the Mediterranean, anyway. Uh, nonetheless, um, these dolphins were housed in pens. And what they've been used for by the Russians, and apparently now by the Syrians, is to identify underwater mines and enemy infiltrators. Um, this is an interesting idea. We know dolphins are a highly intelligent marine mammal, and uh, there are ways that they can communicate that might indicate, apparently, uh, something that they are trained to see, and they communicate that. I, uh, now, that's not the only example. In May of 2019, fishermen off Norway's coast discovered a beluga whale that was wearing a harness where it, with, which had GoPro cameras mounted on each side. And uh, obviously these are GoPros that have been specially modified to operate and transmit information back to the Russian Navy uh, so that the whales themselves can be used as reconnaissance agents. There have been additional reports from 2017 about how the Murmansk Sea Biology Research Institute in Russia had been uh, working with various marine species, beluga whales again, dolphins again, and seals, to be able to 
recover lost objects, uh, military uh, equipment, uh, uh, ammunition, uh, other material, and scope out various hidden sea mines. And this practice in Russia has been documented to occur all the way back to the Cold War days of the early 1960s. But Russia is hardly the only foreign power that has been working with marine mammals uh, and uh, others. Uh, until 1992, the U.S. Navy had a marine mammal program that had been classified completely. It has been declassified, but it still exists, and it operates out of uh, naval bases at San in San Diego Bay. The U.S. Navy utilizes bottlenose dolphins especially that have capabilities that are similar to sonar devices that are on submarines and on battle cruisers. Uh, the dolphins can detect better and faster than any technology we've been able to develop uh, various types of structures underwater that would return a sonar signal. The dolphins apparently do a very good job of being able to pick these up. Sea lions also have apparently some ability to detect objects underwater, again like landmines, other ships, submarines, etc. Uh, the sea lions, uh, it's not as much a sonar type of a uh, ability, it is with their vision, because sea lions have fantastic underwater vision. Um, and apparently they've also been trained to recover dormant torpedoes and other test objects needed for naval exercises. And while we're talking about all these tests, uh, just like the Russians potentially sending uh, whales to Syria, uh, dolphins were sent to the marine areas uh, associated with the Iraq War, uh, the uh, various uh, water bodies, uh, the Strait of Hormuz, uh, the Arabian Sea, etc., uh, to assist in mine unmasking and clearance operations. And this was apparently was most often done in the Persian Gulf. Uh, the, the idea was to clear the way for humanitarian ships to bring aid in to uh, the people who needed it in Iraq and the surrounding countries. Uh, apparently, all these dolphins were uh, moved around the world by military C-130 aircraft. And there is documentation that exists that the Navy had begun uh, particularly uh, breeding dolphins and training them to shoot possible targets uh, of U.S. vessels. Now, I don't even know how that can possibly happen. I'm not claiming I understand this, how that might happen at all, uh, but dolphins, as I said before, are extremely intelligent mammals. They are believed to have their own language and communication abilities that we know nothing about. There was a Star Trek movie many uh, years ago that dealt with the fact that, that dolphins had supposedly communi communicated with alien species, etc., and that was the whole basis behind the plot of the movie. Uh, but there is some basis, in fact, about the dolphins' ability to communicate. Now, how they would shoot terrorists targeting U.S. vessels, I don't have the foggiest idea how you would train a dolphin to do that. Um, 
More recently, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, has, according to new scientist reports from 2016, been working to remotely control sharks via implanted electrodes in their brain, taking advantage of their ability to monitor uh, underwater objects, pursue chemical trails, and uh, I don't know what else they would do. Uh, on the article I'm reading, there is quite the uh, fanciful graphic of sharks and dolphins, you know, chasing other sharks and dolphins from other countries, but it, that's, that's just a little too out uh, of the range of what I'm willing to consider at this particular point. And it's not just water creatures. Birds have been used, as I've mentioned, with talking to carrier pigeons uh, a long time in terms of very strategic efforts. Uh, throughout World War I, the U.S. Army and the British Army had tried to teach seagulls to poop on periscopes belonging to Germans and thus uh, messing with the Germans' ability to see submarine crews in a timely manner. Now, that seems like a far-fetched strategy as well, but there are other things also still going on that some I've talked about already. One more I'll mention before bringing this podcast to a close. And apparently this is an innovation of the French. They use albatrosses. Uh, they outfit them with radar detectors and satellite uh, communication tags in a bid to curb illegal fishing. And the illegal fishing is... Uh, desired to be controlled. This is not really a military use, it's civilian use, but uh, the illegal fishing, illegal fishing uh, has a uh, counter, sorry, I meant to say it has a collateral damage effect in that it not only reduces the fishing stock, it also affects the existence of seabirds in terms of the entire food chain. Uh, and the scientists from France's Centrale d'études biologiques de Chise, uh, basically a biological research station, developed a tracking device that enabled them to watch the bird's location, the albatross's location, the surrounding vessels, and be able to monitor areas that there's not enough people to watch. And occasionally the animals get in trouble too. Recently, the Egyptians imprisoned a bird on suspicion that it was spying for France and later released it after verifying that whatever was tied to its leg was a wildlife tracker rather than a spy camera. So it's kind of a weird topic for the day, but I'm going to bring it to a close. Just gives you some things to think about. Uh, our friendly animal friends may not always be so friendly. Uh, if you see an animal carrying a camera, maybe you should be a little concerned. That's all for today. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilly. This is the Daily Bolt. Have a good night, good afternoon, good morning, and stay safe.